Hey everybody, welcome to the podcast. Uh, we're in Carl's uh, backyard again, but we're not we don't, we're not keeping things same old, same no, old, different setup. Different L- setup. Look at us, <gasps> keeping it fresh. Yeah. yeah, it was more like my wife didn't want me to tear apart the backyard every time again. <laughs> so this is this is the result. I think it's gonna work. It's gonna work. Well, uh, and just you must be wondering what is this orange thing on my well, shoulder? I was going to bring it up if you didn't bring it no, up. No, well, I was going to just do the whole podcast and not talk about this orange blanket. Yeah. So we're in the backyard. It is Wednesday night currently. Beautiful uh, day. As we're recording, beautiful, beautiful day. day, but the night is chilly. Yeah. I forgot my sweater at home. I said, Carl, do you have anything that I could stay warm with? He got me this Sastel blanket and yeah. That's how we're going to roll. Because yeah. if this was, if, if we weren't, if there was no camera here yeah. and I just came over to hang out with Carl yeah. and we were doing it in the backyard, um, I would ask for something to stay warm and it would be something yeah. like this. So basically he's like, check your heart. Check your heart. Check your heart. Listen, you can judge me all yeah. you want. Like this is unprofessional. I'm in the backyard and we're doing a podcast, having conversations as friends. And I have, I have a, all right. a Sasta blanket. All right. So anyway, anyway, anyway. So Mar- Pastor Marvin spoke this week about uh, specifically about Thomas. I know we mentioned it we did, last week, which but, was... but this week was like, way more intense around Thomas specifically yeah. and kind of what he was going through in, that, in those moments. Right. And uh, I thought it was brilliant. I thought it was amazing. Um, and the points that he brought out were this. First one, doubts are not a reason for guilt, shame, or concern. That's huge. Now, just to refresh people's memory, the story of Thomas is he's late on the game. He didn't Mm -hmm. see Jesus the first time. Uh, And then when all the disciples say, hey, Jesus was here, he says, no, he wasn't. I don't believe you unless I can actually touch the wounds on his body. I'm not not playing this game with you. And then Jesus shows up and doesn't um, berate him, but allows him to touch his wounds. And then he believes and, you know, has this whole, this whole moment. But Marvin really brought out this point that doubts are not a reason for guilt, shame, or concern, which I thought was interesting because mm-hmm. if you've grown up in any kind of church, mm-hmm. um, that, in your experience, is is that the fact? That doubts are not a reason for guilt, shame, or concern? No. I mean, if you doubt, then you don't believe, right? So right. Uh, you shouldn't question. And in fact, you should get to a point where you have no doubt. You, like the lack of doubt means you're you're good, right? So, and if you don't, there's a problem and it needs to be fixed. And and yeah. So, but then obviously there's a there's a disconnect here. Yeah. So, how did how do how do we get there? How do they get there? But okay, so you grew up you grew up more more in a fundamentalist home than I, I did. did. I did, yeah. Like my parents didn't come to faith till later on. Yeah. So for you though, like you probably experienced this way more than I did in terms of the shame, the guilt, or the concern around doubt. So how did you process that as uh, like as a, a kid, a teenager, a young adult, as, as an adult even now? Like how do you mm. process that? Well, I think, uh, I mean, I think that's the thing. I think it naturally you, naturally doubt feels wrong. I think like if mm-hmm. it, it feels like I shouldn't, I shouldn't have this. I mean, you have... And a, a, you know, a, a God who came and died and whatever. And I'm like, I have questions. Right. Like I shouldn't have questions. There should be like, I should, I should be falling on my face and worship and, and not question a thing. Right. I feel like that's sort of what I feel like I should feel. 
but yet there's still quest there are nagging doubts yeah. and uh and obviously i think you know people have said maybe it's like okay well that's the devil or that's the whatever and right. and i think it's interesting that you know you know when when jesus he did berate his disciples he did tell them get behind me and yeah. he told me he, i mean he he told them when they were wrong yeah. he didn't he didn't tell thomas, thomas he was wrong yeah that's an interesting point you're right i ne- i never thought about that mm. That there are certain times where he goes at them, yeah, but in this moment he doesn't. Just lets lets that be. So, uh, I mean, it's interesting because I, I think you know, obviously, and I, I think there's a reason why often, at least, I mean, and not in my experience necessarily, but in religion in general, that um, you know, power is a big thing, and of course, if if there's doubt, then then there's a threat to power. So. I think, like many religious structures, that you know, doubt is an enemy of, of, of a power or a structure, mm-hmm. and I think that you know that is a huge part of religion in general. I'm not saying my experience specifically, but it's got to be a big part of, of why religion in the church, um, you know, uh, doesn't doesn't encourage doubt. But is it because, well? I think you're right. I, I mean, it's it, part of it. I'm not saying it's no, the reason. Cause but, I, like, come on. Let's, if people doubt certain things, yeah. it does put creases in the way things go. Okay. And I think, like, that's, I think that's the, I think that's the difference between early, early church Christianity and established denominational um, Christendom. Okay. Like, here is Jesus who, I mean, like, what does he have to lose here? He's got, he just got raised from the dead by God. He's standing in front of a disciple that loves him and that is just having doubts. And this is the thing. Jesus is so secure in Hmm. what what has gone on Hmm. that he doesn't have to try to convince or or anything. He Hmm. literally just allows the moment to speak to Thomas, and and that in and of itself allows him to kind of shed some of the doubts around it. Interesting. Like he actually takes time. Like he's so in. He's so secure. Mm-hmm. He doesn't need an apologetic, right, or a polemic around. Oh well, you know, here are the reasons why I rose from the dead, and here's all you know. Like it. He's just as so secure in who he is, and I think um, a lot of times it's the insecurity of religion it's the insecurity of okay. leaders okay they kind of lead people to that so i was saying today i was i was on a i was on another podcast today just hanging out oh my with, goodness i know i'm i know podcast podcast and i was i, I wasn't on another one this it, is my first one this is your first one today yeah uh and i was saying i was saying to the leaders on there i said you know traditionally the thing with um religion a lot of times and i was talking to uh, we were doing a podcast for church leaders and i said like you know the reason why holiness or being holy or righteousness was legislated for so many years was because for some reason church leaders i really think had this moment of ego that Hmm. they said people are not smart enough to actually hear the, the spirit for themselves right so we're going to tell them what they should do. We're going to tell them what they should believe. We're going to tell them how they should think. And if they get out of line, well, obviously 
they're proving our, our, our premise that people can't do that people on their own. can't be trusted to, yes. Yeah. When the way the Bible lays it out is you, you have to work out your salvation with fear and trembling. Hmm. You have to have this process time of trying to figure out what it is that you believe in community with people. Mm-hmm. And I think the idea of creating shame, guilt, and having concern around doubt, yeah. um, it's something that has happened because we don't trust God. Hmm. Like if we really trust God, isn't he going to want the person who is doubting to find to evidences find the, yeah, and find the answers that they need. Right. So, right. Like, is, yeah. isn't he powerful enough to do that? And yeah, sure. Do they need help? Absolutely. Are yeah. there certain areas where, you know, we can say to people, maybe you're stepping a little over a line here. Sure. But I think overall, um, God is able, the spirit is able hmm. to actually lead people to good conclusions. Right. And I guess that's the thing. If, if we, if, if, we did the if we were to do the work if it was our job to do the work then that could that would be a problem but if oh. we believe that we don't actually do that work if it's the spirit that does that work in people's lives yeah. then then i get yeah like you said it's a trusting it's like well i mean for one thing this isn't even my doing to begin with right. so you know that's 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 interesting but it takes the it takes the weight off but don't we get in the way though because oh, like yeah. it what it, if we did it it would get messed up well why do why is it messed up Hmm. Well, I think because we get in the way. Because we're so... Like, so I, 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 I did this with people in my own life that I love very much. Okay. Um, you know, there were moments in time where... Um, oh, well, my wife, for example. <laughs> okay. uh, you know, we were pastoring in Newfoundland and she said something that really rocked me. Mm-hmm. And I looked at her and instead of having the sense to be like all right, well, that's tough. I get it. Like, you know, you're, you're processing that. We can journey together on that. It was like, you're the pastor's wife. How are you, how are you thinking this way? And really at the end of it, it wasn't about her. It was about a fear in me. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. that caused a lot of, of pain in her and a lot of, um, lost, 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 lost a lot of credibility for me. And, you know, I've had to spend years um, trying to reel back from that hmm. and actually be in a space where when she does have doubts or my kids have doubts right. or when the people in my life that might not necessarily be on this at the same space in the journey than, than I am. Yeah. I'm not forcing my journey on them. I'm allowing them the space to kind of figure it out for themselves. And so like, but again, it's. It, the reason why I freaked out was because I don't. I didn't trust God. Mm. I didn't trust God. This is the crazy thing. I didn't trust that God wanted to actually talk to my wife and and convince her of His existence right. and of His goodness. Uh, I didn't trust that He could do that. Yeah. Well, I think it's hard too because um, I, you know you look at other people's faith journey and you think, yeah, but you're not supposed to do it that way, right? And so I I think the challenge for me too is, is yeah. And it's again, it may be a power, but not on a organizational level, but it's just like, yeah, but if you're, you're supposed to do that, I mean, this is my journey, so you Mm. should do this. And I think obviously you look at someone else and go, how can you question that? How can you, how can you be on that path? Um, well, obviously 
Jesus met Thomas where he was exactly. and uh, gave him that time for him to come to, to terms with what he needed to come to terms with. And he met he met other the other disciples throughout throughout his years too in the ways that they needed to be met too. So I mean obviously those are it's a great example. Well, I mean, so John 21, I think it is. Yeah. Uh, he's talking to Peter. He's asking him, do you love me? Right. And and the, the interesting part in the Greek is the first time Jesus asks, he says, do you agape me or do you unconditionally love me? Right. And Peter's response is, uh, I filio you. Like I, like I have a brotherly love for you. Right. Like we're amicable. We're yeah. friends. And then Jesus asks it again. Do you agape me? And Peter's like, nah, I, I, you know, I filio you. Yeah. And like, I don't blame Peter. How could he at that particular moment in time when he has betrayed Jesus, when he has gone off the rails, he made a lot of promises, his, ran, his mouth ran too much. Mm-hmm. But then the interesting part is in the last, in the last time he asks, he says, Peter, do you filio me? And Peter says, yes, Lord, I filio you. Okay. Then feed my sheep. So, which again... So is he letting him off the hook then? I don't think he's letting him off the hook. I think he's meeting him where he can, like to the the love portion that he can give. Right. Like Jesus is not sitting there going, I'm demanding agape. I'm demanding this. And I'll keep asking until you you give me the answer. He's like, no, no, if this is what you can give me, I'll take that. Yeah. Full on knowing that eventually, like, this is a guy who literally got crucified upside down. Right. So something, something shifted. Something shifted for sure. You know, and I think that's the beauty of, of the, of having doubts and not being sure of God or of yourself in Mm -hmm. it, that God does meet you where you are and helps you actually um, get better from there. Hmm. So I think it's cool. But the idea that, you don't have to have concern about it or there shouldn't be guilt or shame around it. Yeah. I think that is a very hard thing mm-hmm. for people to do in, uh, in somebody's journey. For sure. Faith. And so, I mean, I think the other, I mean, for me too, it's a, like, okay, well, how long are you going to doubt for? When are you going to be done doubting? Mm-hmm. And I think that's, I mean, for me, that would be a challenge too. And even internally or personally thinking about, you know, you have, okay, you're allowed to think about it for a while, but then you got to, then you got to get back on it. But I know for some people, this is a lifetime yeah. of, of, uh, of doubt, but, but they it's a rest, they still wrestle. Yeah. And I mean, I think, and I've heard, you know, a lot of times too, where that is actually mostly what he's just asking of us. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, I think that's very, very freeing. Mm-hmm. That you don't have to have all the answers, that you don't have to have it all pinned down. Right. I, I think that's our natural bent, is that we do want everything pinned down and packaged. And that's yeah. just not the way things are. I don't know. Like, we were, Karen and I were saying the other day, like, we were watching a movie, and, and somebody said they were young, like, I don't know, 20 or something. And they were saying something like, you know, the older I get, the more I realize I don't know anything. Mm-hmm. And I blurted out, I was like, oh my gosh, like, that is so true. Because I was like, Do you just wait. I think I said something like that. And Carrie laughed because, <laughs> why? Because I think the older you get, the more you realize, like, oh this, the black and white yeah. stuff that you pinned. Yeah. I mean, it, it's not, it's not that, it's not that it's, it's still not sure and foundational. Right. It's just that, Things influence it, and it shifts in some ways. Yeah. And you know, you have to wrestle with that. 
Yeah, and then uh, like yeah, and then not getting so either caught up personally or mm-hmm. with someone else's journey that it the, that it causes sin then because there could be exactly. there can be sin there there could be sin for sure. Oh, how you treat someone or how you you know um, how, how that all happens you know so the totally. actual process is fine but man you can abuse that you oh. can abuse that pretty pretty easily so and and that's why I love what Marv said after that was about. Um, the difference between doubt and disbelief. Okay, so let's talk about that. Yeah, I think, I think it was that was so bang on. Like, so what's for, for those? Mm, what's the difference? What's the difference? Well, between? D- doubt is exactly what we've been talking okay, about. Like, so questions. Yeah, there's a foundation of of stability, but there are some things that seem shaky, and so you know you are trying to figure. This is process of trying to figure out how to stabilize that. Right. That's doubt disbelief is just just saying no this is not legitimate and i don't want to have anything to do with it like i can't believe that this is actually true okay um it's not just doubting it it's it's literally putting it to the side and saying that it is untrue okay and those are i mean those are different and i think like for people um lots of times we confuse the two I think it, I think we could using using our modern sort of modern thinking language. You could you could, but like how? Like what? What do, what do you mean? Well, I mean because again, a doubt doubt is a they could both be negative things, right? They could right. both be negative things. Now, um, like for example, there are like you know, there's a lot of a lot of people in in sort of Christian circles right now wrestling with doubt or wrestling with you know, the way things have been like, I think they, you know, there's the sort of a deconstructionist sort of thing. And, and so there's doubt about things. And I've seen, you know, some people, some people, you know, go through this thing and come back around to almost kind of the same area with some changes, which I I feel like is where some of this doubt doubt would be. Sure. And then there are people who take this path and end up in disbelief. Yeah. Right. So, um, so the, for some of that journey that actually might look the same. Oh, absolutely. Right. Absolutely. Well, Rhett and Link put out a whole thing on their deconstruction of faith. Um, if you don't know who they are, they're like massive YouTubers. Um, and I've watched it and it's very interesting. And like even several years ago, there was a, there was, I forget her name anyway, a very prominent Christian thinker. She Mm -hmm. said, you know, I, I quit Christianity. Right. And the more you listen to her, she's quitting the establishment of Christianity. Right. She's not quitting Jesus. Right. She's not quitting community. She's quitting, um, everything that comes into the, the subculture of, of what we call Christianity right, or but evangelical the, the, Christianity. The, the tenets of the faith are still there. Are still there. Right. So and in some ways, I was like, that's where I'm, I mean, and I, I agree. And it's like yeah. almost like, man, I'd just be cool if we had a different name for where you sure. where you come from when you sure. go through that. But anyway. Well, but I think a lot of people our age are, yeah. feel that way, yeah. you know, because um, there's been so much bad press on uh, evangelicals, Christianity, um, there's a lot of like pigeonholing mm-hmm. and I think a mm-hmm. lot of people that are genuine about their faith yeah. don't want to get it pigeonholed with all kinds of craziness. Well, or, that's, I mean, and I, and that's kind of where my, I have gone through a bit of a journey and going like, you know, I don't feel like I should have to give up these things just because I disagree vehemently with some of the yeah, things yeah, yeah. that are also associated with, like, I, I want to claim these things, yep. but I don't, I, I feel like I shouldn't have to change what I am 
because I disagree with systems or sure. the, the the establishment, right? Sure. So, so I mean, that's where a lot of people are going, and so they feel like they have to just totally let go of everything. let go of everything. But I think that's where the the doubt and the working yep. through, and I think the doubt ends up refining or you know refining a lot of that stuff, right? Where you you end up sifting it out and yep. finding the things that that are actually you know again that he's waiting he's waiting there for you to sift through that all I mean totally. like here I am right totally so. and again it's strong foundations but but some shaky other things right. right pillars that need that eventually as you strengthen it out they end up becoming stable and it's right. and it's good yeah uh, disbelief is a look like this is not real yeah like I'm not into this in terms of like all the basic tenets of faith right the stuff that is like the main thing that you have to believe to be a Christian, I don't believe those things. Right. The things that that people have believed for millennia, right? Right. Yeah. right. Like the divinity of Jesus, right. the virgin birth, uh, the Trinity, like uh, the resurrection, like all of those things, even then, each one of them can be an issue of doubt. Sure. And you yeah. can you can take your whole life to try to pin down the resurrection. You can try to take your whole life to... You know, yeah. try to figure out, but it's, it's try and this, wrap your mind around the Trinity. Well, okay. that's, that's so. what I'm saying, right? Like, you know, the, all of the egg mm-hmm. examples and all of the sun examples don't yeah. even compare to it. No. So, like, that's fine. The disbelief side is really a space where you're just you're not even willing to wrestle. Right. It's just it's just not true, and I and I I can't buy in. And um, you know, I think there's a difference in even the attitude of people that explore those two sides, doubt and disbelief and uh, you know like I think for people that have uh, doubts I think it's important to ask questions to mm-hmm. question mm-hmm. to search to do all the work that you can to find it mm-hmm. but if it's disbelief yeah. there's no argument under the sun that's going to convince you that Jesus was you know fully man fully right. God now could it be too that and some people may go like well I don't want to be there I don't want to be di-. and could it be argued could it be said that mm-hmm. that You'll like if you're at all worried about where you are, you're not dis- you're not a dis- in disbelief. Like if you're worried about the process, if you're worried, <laughs> totally. like, if I'm like, like, am I doubting or disbelieving? Then you don't even have to worry because because you're it's a doubt. You're doubting. If what? the disbelief is a is a very intentional statement. Why would you right? even be concerned about it? Right, right. Like disbelief is uh, lots of times people that grow up in churches. Yeah. They grew up in Christian homes that go through the youth group stuff that do all of those things. And it's not even like, oh, I was hurt by the church or I have trauma yeah, from yeah. spiritual abuse. Yeah. Like it's not even that they have great upbringings. Everything's good. There's no reason to do anything, but they just wake up one day and like, no, I'm good. Like, okay, well that's disbelief. But I think when you do go through things, I, you know, and like you said, if you're, if you're struggling, yeah. That's probably a good indication that it's doubt. Exactly. Yeah, and yeah. that and that's great. Yeah, and I think you know, uh, let's trust that God is powerful enough and able enough and wants to be part of the journey enough mm-hmm. that He'll lead people to the answers that they're looking for. And it might not be today, it might not be tomorrow, but right, He's guiding. So if people have doubt, what do they what do they do? What should we what do, what do you do? I, I think you talk to trusted friends. I think you tra- you talk to trusted leaders, mm-hmm. but you do it all with critical thinking. Like just because somebody is trusted does mm-hmm. not mean that they necessarily um, have the answer mm-hmm. one or two. 
necessarily have the best your best interest at heart. Right. Like right. good people that are good Christians have a hard time not shaming people, guilting people, and being concerned if people doubt. So I think when you find somebody, like find trusted people, but make sure that you listen to what they say with critical thinking. Hmm. Not critical thinking in a way that's like negative or cynical, but just like evaluate it. Right. What yeah. does the Bible say about it? Yeah. How does this work? What what does, you know, what does Christian history teach us about it? And is is this person really about making like okay with me just the way I am in my doubt? Right. Um and when they call me out, is it they're calling me out because they're really concerned about me or they just want to protect the system of belief that they have? Right. And so it's finding the people that are okay with you just doubting, trusting that God is going to lead you in, in, in the spaces that he, you, you need to go mm-hmm. and being so confident that God is going to do that, that they'll actually push back on you hmm. and be like, you know what? What about that? Hmm. And leave it there and not try to send you a million texts and articles about that one thing. Right. Because I think that's our tendency. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, we want to fix that, right? We want to... Yeah. So, uh, that's that's good. That's good stuff. I like it. And, and I think when you're doubting, stay in community. Right. I think the natural thing to do when you're in community or when you're doubting is push away from Support, the community. Yeah. yeah. Well, the other thing too is you think, uh, you think about... Maybe you think you're the only one doing, maybe you're oh. the only one actually in this place, but oh, you yeah. would be surprised. You would be surprised. Uh, I think you would, like, if, if we if we were honest, mm-hmm. and if, you know, majority Christians were honest. Which is not how it is. Not, but, not, oh, not yeah. in this way. No, <laughs> no, 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 not in this way. Right. Because think about it. We all yeah. go to church, and we yeah. all put on nice faces, and we yeah. say nice things. We don't really like. We don't really tell people what is exactly going on in our hearts and our heads yeah. when it comes to doubt. Yeah. So when we do, we put on a nice front, and we're like, oh, whatever, and we tell very close people or whatever. But I think people would not only would be surprised. I think if we were all very honest, we've yeah. all had our doubts mm-hmm. about certain things about faith mm-hmm. and uh, we would have, we would be, do better to actually help each other through those things than to hide those things and then suffer in silence or suffer yeah. for years yeah. alone. Yeah. So, all right guys, cool. don't, don't suffer in silence. Don't do it. Yeah. Ask, ask questions, talk to people. Um, have conversations like this. Yeah. It's okay. Uh, and when you hear somebody that you feel is going a little too far off the edge, go to the edge with them hmm. and help them and pull them back a bit. And right. But also, because no, yeah, because you can have trust in, in, your, in your faith that you totally. have, right? Because you... You don't have to worry. You, it is, it is sure. It is sound, and yeah. and uh, Jesus, Jesus let Thomas explore that, right? So, and it's okay not to have the answers. Yeah. So, I think people that are doubting would rather you say, "I don't know." Yeah. Let's explore that together. Yeah. Then, oh, I have. Yeah, I can pin this down. Right. Like it, that doesn't help people. So, yeah. I think you know, and if you're if you're struggling or doubting, just make sure that you reach out to somebody at the church or to you know a friend or go. somebody that you uh, you care about that you can trust with something sensitive like that. And uh, and I'm sure if they are if they have gone through anything in their lives, they will be more than happy to walk with you. So that's awesome. Anyway, 
All right. Well, hey, thanks for the conversation. No problem. How are you are getting cold? Thanks you get for pretty the, cold. Thanks for the blanket. Do you need a, do you need a second blanket? No, I'm fine. This okay, is good. very good. A All qu- right. A quilt, maybe. A quilt. Perfect. Yeah, anyway. All right. Anyway, have a great week, everybody. We'll see you next week.